Hey, Jatuan, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing good, doing good. How is your evening going? It's going well. Thank you for asking. How was your evening? <laughs> it's going good, going good. Just relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> good. 
Excellent. So before we start, I just want to say thank you for um, accepting my invitation to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And welcome to the Des Experience. Well, thank you for having me. I'm honored. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so how's the weather over there? It's kind of cold, <laughs> but I don't dress for cold weather. I always dress like it's summertime. So I'm the weirdo in the street with <laughs> sandals on and it's like 50 degrees, but that's just me. <laughs> hey, everybody has their vice. As long as you're comfortable, that's what matters. Right. <laughs> How's the there? Where are you at? I'm in Jersey. Oh my, what is the weather like there? <laughs> it's, it's getting cold now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it's, it gets cold here in Vegas, but... Our version of cold isn't anybody else's cold. I'm from Michigan, so it gets. I know where it's get cold. <laughs> Absolutely, I get it. You like? I like warm weather. I like warm weather. Yes. <laughs> Me too, as well. I don't blame you. So we're gonna get started, okay? Okay, I'm ready. All righty. So your first topic is talk about your life story from the beginning, from like your childhood all the way up to now. Oh, my word. Okay. I hope y'all ready. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So uh, I grew up in a household with a single mom. Um, I have four. I have five siblings. I only grew up with four of them. And I'm the second oldest. And so that was interesting because I have five brothers total. So I grew up in a house with four of them. And although I have an older brother, I really ran the show. <laughs> he was there, but I, my mom relied on me a lot um, as, a, as a youth to care for my brothers. Because again, she was a single mom and she had to work and she had to go to school. So I was her go-to. Um, it taught me a lot of responsibility at an early age. Um, I really didn't have much of a childhood, if you want to say that. Or like my teenage years, I really didn't have that either because I was busy taking care of my, my siblings. But I don't regret doing it because my siblings turned out to be amazing people. And just being able to be a part of that, you know, it, 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 it balanced it out. <laughs> They're productive citizens. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I went to, I graduated from high school. I went to college. I didn't go to college. I started going to college right after high school, but I didn't finish. And I did go back. I went back later in life and I did complete and I got my bachelor's in business administration. Um, I was married. I do have children. <laughs> I know a lot of people have been asking me, they're like, they want to know my little, my little business, but I, I was married and I do have children. Um, that was a journey in itself. <laughs> That's another story for another day. Right. <laughs> uh, but my career, I originally went to college. I was going to be a lawyer. And I when I read the syllabus and how much reading it takes, I said, "Oh, I can't do this. That's too much reading." So I chose I, I I just I did liberal arts until I could figure out what I really wanted to do. And so, like I said, I dropped out originally, and then I went back later in life, and I decided to do business administration. But that was only because I had started a, a small business as an events planner, and I wanted to learn more about the business side of it because I was already working in the creative side of it. And so I said, well, let's go back to school. I always like to go to school. I'm a, I'm a school junkie. So I've been to school like 50 million times. I believe it. 
but that's just how I am. I love education. I think it's it's very integral in our lives. So it's never nothing, you know, too much for me to say, I'm going back to school. Everybody's like, oh, there she go again. And so I went back, I got my bachelor's and I continued to work my business, but then an opportunity was presented for me to come to Vegas. And it wasn't for me, it was for my, my, my ex-spouse. And so we decided to follow his dream. And I ended up closing down my business to move to Vegas. And I really didn't want to do it, but I said, well, you know what I'll do is so that he can have his dream. And, but everybody that worked with me back in Detroit was like, you know, hey, don't close it down. We still want to work with you from there. And I said, no, it'll be too complicated. I don't want to do it. So I, I closed, officially I closed down my business in Detroit and I'm located, uh, relocated to Nevada nine years ago. And I still did events, but I didn't do it like, you know, full scale like I did back in Detroit. And I continue to do it throughout the years, but not taking on a lot of clients or anything like that because I focus my energies elsewhere, my family, uh, my husband's career. And then I ended up going to nursing school in the process. So I became a nurse and I'm still a nurse, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't practice anymore. Um, I, pra I was a nurse for six years and I will say this, it was the most humbling experience of my entire life. I have cared for all sorts of kinds of patients um, from memory care to students, um, COVID patients, um, acute rehab, long-term rehab, drug and alcohol, psychiatric, you name it, pretty much I've done it in that short time. And I will say it's, it's very humbling because for anybody to entrust their care to a perfect stranger, it takes a lot of courage. A lot of people, when they come into your facility and they have to receive care, they're scared. And they're used to being independent and they're not used to having someone else care for them, especially a stranger. So I right. made my business as a nurse to learn my patients, let them know that I am their advocate and that I was there to care for them, not just give them medicines and treatments, but I really did genuinely care for them and their well-being. And as a result of that, I had a very successful career as a nurse. I loved all my patients. They loved me. I had great coworkers. But I did not feel fulfilled. I always felt like there was a void missing in my life. And I always went back to event planning because when I did event planning, I was so complete. I could do it in my sleep. I could do it, you know, every day, all day. It was my baby. And I, I told God when I shut it down officially, I said, you know what, God, if it is your will for me to open it back up eventually on your own timing, then let it be so. And when you do, I don't want it done the way I did it back in Detroit. I want it done in a greater, a grander scale. I want right. it done in a way that was different than what I did in Detroit. And so, again, throughout the years, I had all of my contacts calling me and emailing me, hey, go back into business and we want you. And I'm like, mm -mm. until God says go, I will not do it. And so fast forward nine years later. Yeah, it took nine years. It was a long, that's a long nine years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, okay, are you gonna say yes any day now? I'm just waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. But right. God, he gave me, he said, go. He said, go. And so that's what got me back into event planning full time. I do it full time now. Um, as far as the mentoring, I've been a mentor all my life. I've mentored, starting with my siblings, I've mentored people in the community, my church, pretty much everywhere I've gone, clients. 
And I never decided to do it seriously or professionally until about nine years ago when I moved to Vegas. And so, you know, throughout the nine years, I've mentored a lot of people into, you know, whether it's education or whether business, you know, moves or spiritual. So I've done that for about professionally about nine years. Um, now, the motivational speaking, that in itself was, that was not on my plan at all. And neither was mentoring. But when you think about it, everybody's a mentor. It's right. like positively affecting someone and giving them guidance that's going to help them propel themselves into a better future. That's the definition of a mentor. That's, I mean, that's just it in a nutshell. But um, again, that was not on my radar. I have a vision book and I have lots of visions in it, but that wasn't, those two were not in it. Motivational speaking and mentoring were not in there. But the motivational speaking part came about probably about four years ago, right after I got out of nursing school and I was working and I would talk to, you know, colleagues and I was talking to patients and they all kept saying, you should be a motivational speaker. And I was said, no, absolutely not. I don't like to talk to people unless it's necessary. I don't right. Like for the crowds. I don't like any of that. I like to, I'm like in the background kind of person. And just throughout the years, I just got lots of motivation and encouragement from all different sources of walks of life. And they're like, look, if you can talk to one person, why can't you talk to a group of people? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And I just, <laughs> and I just kept <laughs> off and fighting it. And you know what, what do you have to lose? You've got a lot of people that are rooting on you and, you know, and cheering you on. And it's not like you don't know your content. It's not like you don't know how to speak well. You know, why not? And you motivate people all the time. Just try doing it professionally. So I recently decided a couple of months ago to just, you know, go full throttle with the motivational speaking. And I'm glad I did because it's, it's again, it's a breath of fresh air. It makes me feel like I'm actually reaching people and making a difference. And I've always, no matter where I've been in my life, I've always wanted to make a difference because I've always have been taught as a child that the world isn't just about me, that it's about everyone else around me and how I can affect that way, the people around me in a positive way. So nursing, whether it's that or event planning or even motivational speaking or mentoring, it's helping someone else be a better person. And that's why I feel those are my elements. I feel like it's like a fish in water, you know, when I'm doing either of the three and it gives me such great joy and accomplishment um, that's my version of success. You know, everybody has their own definition, but my definition is when you're able to do something that you absolutely love, that you could not see yourself living a day without, and you're affecting people in a way that it is transforming their lives. That is my definition of success, along with I'm also a boss. So <laughs> talk your talk. I'm a boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rick Ross. I make my own schedule. <laughs> 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 so, you know, those elements, that's just, that's what matters the most to me. I'm my happy, I think now I am at my happiest, like the peak of my life. For me to tell anybody that I am so happy that I'm complete. I don't feel like there's anything else that God could add. I mean, if he wants to, of course, I ain't gonna turn it down, but. Of course not. <laughs> my life at right now, I feel like it's, it's complete. I'm whole. I don't feel. Like there's anything else that could be added additionally because what I have right now is enough. And I'm grateful for every element, every person, every being that's a part of my happiness. 
And, and that's a journey in itself. I mean, because for anybody, I mean, everybody's been through ups and downs, trials, tribulations, grieving, and, you know, you get stuck in your life and you don't know where you're going to turn to. And I attribute everything that I ever do, every single thing that is of me is because of God. It is not of anything that I've done for myself. I would not be anything without him. And, you know, my walk with him is, is deep. <laughs> I, you know, I, I tell people I tiptoed with God for a long time. Right. And I said, you know what? When you get in a place where you have nowhere to turn, there's nobody to call. There's nothing that you can do yourself. You just, I looked up at the ceiling one day and I said, God, I'm, I'm at my low. I can't get, if, you, if I got any lower, the lower will be death. Okay. And if that's your will, let it be done. But, you know, God said, no, I'm not done with you yet. And um, he transferred my life. It, it literally was a time where I was in a very dark place. And I did not know how I was going to get out of it. And I would, and I didn't have a will to live. I'm not being real honest. I did not want to live because it was just that painful. And it was just so much going on. And one day I looked up at the ceiling and I and I said to God, you know what? If you don't wake me up tomorrow, I wouldn't be mad at you. Do whatever you want to do. I don't want my life. And when I woke up the next day, I looked up at the ceiling again. I said, well, did you not hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you permission to take back what you gave me and you didn't do it. And, and I'm just fussing, fussing, fussing. And after I got done fussing, God gently and quietly said to me, I am not done with you yet. And then he went in on me. He was like, you don't have the authority to tell me to take nothing that you did not give. Right. If I didn't want you to have it, I wouldn't have gave it to you in the first place. And if I wanted to take it, I would have took it when I wanted to take it. So don't go telling me what to do. And I'm sitting there like, hold on, wait a minute. All right. <laughs> Slow it down. Right, 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 right. Come on now. But I'm, I'm glad that he took me and he said what he said to me because it made me realize, yeah, your situation is bad, but you're here for a reason and you've got to fight. You've got to get up. You've got to fight. You've got to continue to fight because this is your mission. He has a mission for you. He's going to reveal it to you, but you've got to be willing to take that assignment, but you've got to let him know that you're willing to take it. And so I said, okay. Whatever that assignment is, which I don't know, you know, at that time I didn't know. I can't make it without you. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll say whatever you want me to say. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Just get me out of this mess. <laughs> right. And so little by little, he started adding to my life. And the pain became less and less. And I I recovered. Hey, trauma, drama. Ooh, that's my new phrase. Trauma, drama. Cause it was a lot, you know, and you know, I just thank him for just delivering me from that because I really didn't think I was going to make it out of it. And fast forward to now I'm, I'm thriving. I'm, I'm not more than surviving. I'm thriving. And you know, a lot of people don't know the difference between that, but surviving is when you're just barely making it, <laughs> but you're making it Thriving right. is when you are soaring, you're beyond surviving. And no, I'm, I won't tell anybody. I don't have bad days. I have bad days like everybody else. But what I try to keep at the forefront is know that somebody's situation is always worse than yours. And your situation is meant for a purpose. You just have to figure out what is the reason I'm going through this. And if there's anything you can do, fix it. If not, I say let go and let God. Because at the end of the day, you're stressing yourself out over something that you know you possibly, you can't change it. If you can't change it, you can't change it. Just it is what it is. And 
you, you get through it. And I always tell all my, my, my listeners and my viewers, you know, I coined this phrase because I'm a person that really needed this phrase when I was going through my, my issues, breathe, pray, and praise. And breathe is, if you have a situation like many of mine where they're taking your breath away, like you literally are going through something and you just cannot believe it, breathe. You have to breathe. Let that breath go all throughout your body and release that shock. Because that's what it is, a shock. <laughs> it's a sting, it's a pinch, it hurts. So breathe it out. And then I tell them to pray. Because when you don't know what to do, you don't know where to go, the best thing to do, whether you call your girlfriends, call your mama, not saying they're not good, but God, right. is, better. God is better. He knows you better than they do. Pray sure. about it. Pray about it. Give it to him. Give it to him. And when you give it to him, leave it there. Don't say, well, I'm going to give you some of it, but I'm going to take the rest back with me because I think I can work that part. I'm going to give you the No, no, no. God is an all-encompassing God. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows what you need before you need it. Give it to him. Leave it there. And when you walk away, praise him. Even though you don't have your result right then and there, praise him in advance. So when you do get your result and you do get your miracle, you already thanked him. You know, and it makes it better because when you praise him for something that he hasn't given you, you're saying, I am confident that he has a solution for me. I am confident that I'm going to make it through this. I am confident that, you know what, it's, it's going to be okay. And that is what you need to help you through your situations. Because trust me, I've been through some situations where I literally was like, I can't breathe. Y'all probably gonna take me to the hospital. I can't breathe. <laughs> but it's all, you know, a lot of it, I tell people, it's your mindset. If you're so used to telling yourself when things hit you, this is horrible, it's horrible, it's horrible. Oh my God, I'm not gonna make it, I'm not gonna make it. Then that's what you believe. And your body becomes conditioned to that type of thinking. But even for myself, it took years for me to finally reprogram my mind to say, okay, yes, this is a situation. I mean, it's right here in front of my face. I mean, I can't deny it. It's there. It's it's, it's, it's there. But I have to tell myself, it's not my reality. My, rea my reality is what God says it is. So if God says you're a survivor, you're going to make it. That's what I believe. Yes, I know that this situation is right here in front of me. It's not going to kill me. It's not. Because God said, I'm not done with you yet. So that much I remember. <laughs> and I just try not to, because I know for me, one of the hardest things for me was my mind. The enemy would get me through my mind. So he would have me thinking, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you're going to fail. Oh, you know, you're a bad person. And I would let it manifest. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm a deep thinker. So I take a deep thinker and take those type of thoughts. And it just manifests times 10, times 10, times 10. And then here we go. Oh, my God, I'm depressed now. Now I can't get out the bed and, 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 and it would be like that, that deep for me. And then I just said, you know, I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of not feeling like I matter. And one day God said to me, you matter. You've always mattered to me. You have to believe that you matter. I made you. Why wouldn't you matter? And so that was like a wake up call. Like, wait a minute. I guess I do matter. What is wrong with your thinking? <laughs> so, right. Get my thinking right. <laughs> you know, what's wrong with your thinking? Like, you need to, girl, you got to fix that because you can't be a nurse. You can't be anything to anybody if you can't do that for yourself. So I would say the first person I try to motivate is myself. Every day I get up, I have to motivate myself to get up and, you know, do the things that I need to do. And I had that in my forefront, like, okay, you can't do your job if you're not doing your job for yourself. 
<laughs> first. And so when I, I have a ritual I do every morning, when I get up, it's all about God. Everything is about God. It's pray. I'm singing. So my neighbors are probably like, oh my God, there she goes again. She's singing at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> 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 she over there singing, she's dancing, she's clapping. But that's my way of, of, of giving him that time and just worshiping him and saying, I appreciate you. I love you for everything you're doing for me, for whatever you've done for me. And thank you. So I pray and I, I worship with my song and I don't dance, but you know, I do a little jig. <laughs> and, and that gets my day started. And once I get all that out the way, and everybody in my house know, don't open, don't knock on her door when you hear the music. That means she's in the spirit, she's doing her thing. Unless you're, of course, unless you have an emergency, but that's the only, you know, reason you can knock on my door. But other than that, that's how I get my day started. And I just go with the flow. And I always ask God to order my steps for the day. So even though I may have a schedule, because I'm a planner, honey, I'm, I'm a true planner. Like every iota of them breathing <laughs> is programmed <laughs> for my day. And so I used to get up and I would just run out the house and be all over the place. And finally, one day I said, God, I'm tired. I'm tired of feeling like I have 50 million things to do in a day, but I don't have enough hours to get it done. And he just simply said to me, you're taking on too much. You are not me. I can do everything that you're trying to do in 10 seconds and you can't even do it in 24 hours. Stop it. You're not me. Do what you can do in the allotted time that you can and you need to prioritize things. So once I realized I needed better time management, I started, okay, well, I cut my list down. And even then, even though I have a list, I still ask God every morning, God, what is it you want me to do for today? Because although we have a plan, his plan supersedes ours. And so that, and, I, and it proves it every day. I also, I got five things to do, but I probably only get three of them done because something else pops off. Of but, course. But you know, that's, that's normal for anybody. And I don't get bent out of shape about it because I used to get so bent out of shape. Like I had 20 things on this list and I only did 18. The other two didn't get done because of, that's okay. You're human. We're not perfect. If it didn't get done today, do it tomorrow. You're not going to die if you didn't get it done. And so I've learned that process to give myself grace and mercy. I think oftentimes as humans, we don't give ourselves permission to not get everything done today, to cry if I need to, to go off and have a moment if I need to have a moment. We feel like we are inferior or weak because we need that time to do those things. But that's actually what makes us human beings. We need to be able to do that. And so I, you know, I, was, I think the hardest critic is ourselves. We are our harshest critics. Of our own of ourselves and i've just learned to say you know what let it go you can be superwoman but you can't be superwoman every day right tape off <laughs> <laughs> and just go with the flow and honestly that is more freeing and it's more i feel like i'm actually living for the first time because i'm not stressed out about my schedule every day if i don't get it done i don't get it out of shape you know whatever i do get done i thank god for that and I keep it moving, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm who I used to be 10 years ago compared to where I am now, who I am now, they're two different people, but I am happier now than I was 10 years ago. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. I absolutely would not. So that's pretty much my story. <laughs> I totally <laughs> believe it. <laughs> it's okay. You're in the right place. <laughs> yeah. um, that's so, me in a nutshell. <laughs> hey, I just want to say, um, 
first off, I'm very proud of the person that you have become over all these years because it could have easily went left, but you managed to right the ship and you start walking in the path of God. And also, I know your siblings and your children are proud of you as well, too. Yeah, they are. They love me. They're like, oh, she's rough, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have all brothers. So I don't have a sister, so it's I have a sister-in-law, but not the same. You know, what I'm right. saying I, all, I'm high school boys, so I was soft, but I also was rough when I needed to be. <laughs> right. So, you know that carries over to who I am now. Like, um, when you see me, like, oh, she's very foo foo and she she, but don't get it twisted, honey. I'm from Detroit. <laughs> that so I have brothers, and I know how to, you know, I know how to get in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, I love them because they taught me how to stand up for myself. They taught me how to be, you know, assertive and you know, and I was very prissy as a girl. It was just beyond prissy. Like people were like, I don't want to play with her because she don't even I used to wear dresses all the time. And my friends were like, We can't climb fences with dresses on. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna climb a fence because I'm a girl and girls don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Oftentimes I'll be sitting on the porch while everybody else is off climbing trees and fences and I'm like uh-uh I don't want to get my knees scraped up I don't want to fall I'm cute I ain't doing all that <laughs> so, <laughs> you know I was the eyeball but I did you know I did get in you know I would go ride my bike and you know jump rope and stuff like that but anything that was dangerous rough you can count me out for that one <laughs> she's like nah I'm good y'all can carry on yeah you carry on because when you get hurt I'll be the one to come take you to you know mom and have you cleaned up and all that kind of stuff but you know, but it's a journey, you know, nonetheless, I, I'll tell anybody, like anybody's life, my life has not been easy. It has been, whew, <laughs> I'm going to breathe on that one. <laughs> it's been a, an extreme journey and I'm, and I'm still going through it, but you know, the rough stuff is pretty much behind me. But when I look at everything I've been through, even for me, most people tell me, I don't even see how you're still here. You've been through so much in your life. And I don't choose. Sometimes I don't really look at it. I just, I keep going. I don't really look at what I've done, what I haven't done. I just keep going forward. But when I do sit down and take stock of my entire life, I will say, which I don't often give myself credit, you know, because I don't like to, you know, I don't know. I'm just that, just the type of person. But I have been through a lot. And I am grateful that God has brought me through it. And it has taught me that I am stronger than I give myself credit for. Right. That I'm not the weak person that I used to think that I was. And, you know, each trial or tribulation just makes me stronger and stronger. And I just be asking God, like, okay, can you just slow down on these trials and tribulations? Just slow down a little bit. Give me a little Come on, one at a time, not 10. One at a time. Give me a vacation because I get a vacation in between these. You know, you know <laughs> we have a relationship like that. So I talk to God, like, I'm talking to my siblings or my mom or my dad. I'm like, okay. Can we just just can we can we not do this versus that? I, right. I do try to negotiate with God. I guess I do. That's just a planner in me. <laughs> it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work, but I do try. I say, well, can we do this instead of that? Just just change a little bit. He'll say yes or no, and we move it just like that. Right. But everything that I do, I mean, honestly, it it has it comes from God. I I can't give anybody else credit but God because. Every tool that I have, my hands, my mind, I recognize that it's not something that I created myself. 
that is something that was cultivated by him. And so I don't take advantage or I don't take um, for granted experiences with people. So what, either with patients or with clients, everything is a learning experience for me. I never want anybody to feel like I know more than them. And even though I have 16 years of event planning experience, I never let my clients feel like that. I always invite them to participate because it is their event. At the end of the day, it's their event. It's not mine, it's theirs. And so I don't take control of it. I let them know I'm here to help you. I'm, we're gonna go through this together. And it's a partnership. So as long as they know that it's a partnership, it makes them feel more inclined to share and to want to you know, give you their ideas and to relinquish some of the control. Because let me tell you, when you're dealing with brides, oh baby, there are the worst clients. <laughs> and it is not because of their personalities per se, it's because it's their baby. I've been dreaming about, this is their number one line. I've been dreaming about getting married ever since I was a little girl. I mm -hmm. And so when you hear that phrase, the first thing that comes to my mind is control freak. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay, because I understand, I've been there. This is something you wanted all your life practically. And to give the reins over to a complete stranger, you are not gonna let the reins go easily. And I get it. So I don't try to fight them. I don't, I don't fight them. I tell them, hey, you tell me what you feel comfortable with me doing and what you don't feel comfortable with me doing. And I'll leave that to you. And we'll see how you do with that. And if it ever gets to where you can't do it, I'm always here. But I never want any, I'm completely taking everything away from them because that breaks down trust. And I always want to have that trust factor with them so that they're never questioning what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, or why I'm doing it. So that is the first thing I set with them is, hey, this is not just, this is not my event. I want you to know that it's your event and I'm just here to aid you in making your event successful. That's it. I've got experience, I've got expertise, but again, you are the client and you always have control over your baby. Right. And so I have been successful because of that. And I'm funny, I make it fun. I don't make it all stickler by the book. I try to make it fun and you know exciting and you know, and I'm funny as, as I go through, I try to crack jokes and you know, I'll never do stand-up, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's I try to make it as natural as possible for them. Because a lot of them, like for the brides, they're very busy. They're corporate women. They have kids, you know, or they're they're juggling, you know, careers, and they just simply don't have the time to do it, or they don't have all the the wherewithal, the know how to do it. So I want them to know, hey, you're still in control. I've got the expertise. We're going to put creativity together. We're going to put our brains together. We're going to work this out and come up with a plan, and we'll execute it. And that's an approach I take pretty much with anything that I do. I never want, even with patients when I was in practicing nursing, I never wanted the patients to feel like I was in complete control of them. No, this is your care. And I tell them that you are here for care. I don't have a job without you. So I can't control you. You tell me what you want to do. We'll figure it out how it goes medically, medical wise and how it, you know, we can make it coincide together. But at the end of the day, you're your own advocate. And when you can't advocate for yourself, then I will be your advocate. And because of that, I had really good positive relationships with my patients. I mean, I, I treated them like my family. You know, it's like they say, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. And right. that's how I treat my clients, patients, or anybody in my, my personal life. I want them to treat me the way I would, I would want to be treated. And so 
that's that's that motivational speaking is the same thing you know my clients are you know I, I do a lot of my speaking you know church engagements um i've done school functions and the thing is i just try to make it like it's a personal conversation i don't make it like okay one the syllabus and we're going to go according to this no you give me a topic i'll research it ahead of time i don't use cue cards i don't use any of that stuff it's just that's not natural to me i'm a natural talker and I'm gifted at that. So I feel like if I'm going to do this in my, I have to do it in my own element. I mean, I do, you know, write pointers down as far as before I start what to, you know, start this subject, start that subject. But I don't sit up here with cue cards and projectors and PowerPoints and uh-uh, that's too much. Right. Uh-uh, give me your subject. I'll research it. I'll pray on it. I always pray before I do any type of speaking engagement, any type of assignment, everything I do always before I start, I pray and I ask God to lead me and to direct me and to get the job done. And that's it. <laughs> I'll let him take over from there. Because at the end of the day, I want to affect whoever I'm speaking to, whoever I'm planning an event for, whoever I'm mentoring. The, the goal is to affect them in a positive way to where they want to make change or to where there is change. And if I can accomplish that, that is my goal. That's my success. That's, that's my, my baby. That's that makes me happy. Right. And you enjoy it. I absolutely do. Absolutely. I told you I could do it in my sleep if I could. Oh, I believe it. (laughs) I'd be 24 hours, 365 days a week, you know, a year. That would be me. You know, but of course we all have to relax and we have to have downtime and things like that. But those are things that I think about, you know, daily. It's like, okay, if I couldn't do these three things, what what else would I do? And I mean, of course I said, I did nursing, but they're all in the same area of helping. So I've always been in the service industry and I could not even imagine doing any other industry, but a service industry. So I'm proud, I'm happy. (laughs) That's what matters. You only get one life. That's right, live it to the fullest with no regrets. (laughs) Preach. (laughs) (laughs) So your next topic is, when should you leave your job to pursue a career as an entrepreneur? Oh, why you ask me that? <laughs> okay, so to be clear, uh, the disclaimer, you, for me, I left my job when God told me to, when he said it was okay. Now for everybody else, it'll be something different. I'm going to give you the business side of that because I have a business degree and I, you know, you leave when you are financially stable enough to leave. But first and foremost, when you have set your mind to leave, because oftentimes we tell ourselves, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave. And we do have the resources to leave, but we're afraid to leave. So you've got to let go of that fear. You have to let go of your fear. And for me, it was a conversation with God, like, look, I appreciate the fact that you allowed me to be this nurse for how many years, but it's not my true calling. You know it, and I both know it. And I know you've been waiting on me to say, okay, God, I've had enough. Take me to my true calling. So that's a conversation I had with God. And he gave me the tools, and he gave me the speech and you know, of what I needed to do, and he made it happen for me. Now, for anybody else, again, make sure that is your decision. It's your decision. Two, be confident in your decision. Three, make sure you have the resources to sustain yourself when you decide to leave. But before you leave, make sure you have a plan. <laughs> Don't just say, I quit 
and don't go back to work and you don't have a plan and you don't have, you know, you don't have anything up and going for yourself. I, I mean, my personal journey is so different than everybody else's. I mean, people were like, you left. Yes, I left. I did not have a huge savings. I didn't, but I had to drive and I was determined to be successful and I wanted better. And so I told God, okay, if you take care of me, if you make sure that I have all of my needs met, then I'll leave. And I said, okay. And it was just literally, it was, it was just like that. I said, okay, I don't want to go back. I, I can't go back. It, it's, and he said, okay. And every day since then, God has made a way for me. It's amazing how he's made a way for me. I mean, ways that people, human knowledge and logic would be like, okay, I don't see how that happened. But it's not for you to know. It's between me and God, and he made it happen. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting here now. <laughs> so, right. You know, but I I rely a lot on God. I can't, I mean, I can't stress that enough. That's just, I have to. I can't do anything without him. And so I consult him on everything. And I mean, everything from what I wear in the morning to what I want to eat, it's a, it's literally that type of relationship. And so for anybody else that's not spiritual and, you know, is looking for a more, you know, business oriented answer, again, that, that's my response. Make sure you have a plan, make sure you're ready. You know, you're never going to be officially ready because it's something you haven't done before, but make sure you're in the mind frame of wanting to do it. And you know, and be positive about it, have resources, as much resources as you can. And, you know, a support system is nice, but I will tell you this, you know, a lot of people tell you, oh, you got to have a support system. No, you don't. No, you do not. No, you don't. Uh, and I say this because I would rather have nobody than a thousand somebodies that don't nobody, don't know nothing. And they're not motivating me and they're not pouring into me. So you may have 50 people in your family, but are they all pouring into you? Are they supporting you, meaning your business, okay? Are they dedicated to making sure you succeed? Are they not hating on you? That's another subject for another day. But <laughs> I'm just saying. You, yeah, it's true. Oh, we got haters. We got haters. I'm sorry. And you know, I'm you know what, what I did find, which is odd, is the people that are closest to you that hate on you the most. Right. It's not even the people that don't know you. I have, I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I have more people that don't really know me, that support me, than the people that are closest to me. And I'm just being perfectly honest. And so I did a video on Facebook about a, last week sometime. And I told them, evaluate your inner circle. You have to evaluate your inner circle because it's always, generally nine times out of 10, it's the people that's closest to you that is hating on you. And what I tell people, when you've evaluated your inner circle, you gotta make you gotta make a decision. It's like a team, it's like anything else. You know, I gotta cut you. If you're not benefiting my cause, if you're not adding to my cause in a positive way, you have to go. And it's I know that's very abrupt and it may be rough for some people to get, but at the end of the day, this is your life and your livelihood. Are you gonna let one, two, three, four, five people stop you from your dreams, hold you down and hold you back? And if you're saying no, then it's called eviction time. Evict them, but be nice about it. Smile, send them on your way, pray up to God that they have best of you know journeys, but you have to make those tough decisions. Otherwise, as a business owner, you're gonna fail. You're gonna fail. So 
I, I've had to do that and it's not easy. I would never tell anybody letting someone go that's so close to you is not easy. It's not. But at the end of the day, I had to tell myself, you can't get where God wants you to go if you're holding on to something that's holding you back. You can't ask him to give you something and then not be in preparation to receive it if this is what's keeping you from receiving it. And so as tough as it was to make those decisions, I had to do it. And, you know, as I'm a human being, so you do have your days, you're like, well, did I really have to do that? And you question yourself. But when you look back at where you, where you went after you let them go, if you're in the right direction, then you made the right decision. If you're doing horrible, then of course you didn't make the right decision. But that's a part of business, making decisions that are tough, that you don't really want to, but it's necessary. And uh, yeah, I've had to do it. <laughs> so, everybody, it's business is business, but you know, I don't know. Looking back, she's like, like Lord child. I know, right? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't want to say I'm a cutthroat boss, but if I have to cut it, cut you to make it. Yeah, I'm not gonna think twice about it. I have to do because this is my baby. This is something that I have worked so hard for, and your dream and your vision is not the same as mine. So you have your dream, I have mine, but I do what I have to do. And they don't love loss because I still love you. I love everybody, you know. But you do what you have to do. Yeah. Exactly. You gotta <laughs> press on. Like I love you, but yeah, I gotta I press you. on. Let that press on. See you. I see you at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah, like it's the crazy thing is, it's always like that. Like a stranger will always support you more than like your family does, and it's it's sad, but it's true. And and it's you know that's I think honestly when I look back over my entire career, that's a reality that I did not want to face. I avoided it for many many years because I wanted to believe that everybody that was riding with me was really riding for me. And I learned the hard way. And I probably would not have had so many bumps in this journey if I had listened to God in the first place. But in order to listen to somebody, you have to be willing to receive the message. Because I can tell you all day, hey, don't make that right turn. But if you're not in the realm of receiving what I have to say to you, it doesn't matter. You're not going to receive it. Therefore, you're not going to listen or believe it. So... It took me a while, but I finally got the the, the, the clue, as they say. I got the hint. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> now I ain't got no problem doing it. I'll cut you in a heartbeat. <laughs> there you go. You got to yeah. do it. You got to do what you got to do. But, uh, yeah. So, my next question, you kind of answered it already. I was going to ask you about being a small business owner. Is everything cracked up to be? But you broke that down already, too. No, it's not. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Unless, I tell people this, unless you are blessed with a family that has lots of money, then no, it's not. I wasn't blessed with a family with a lot of money. So nobody gave me a dime towards anything. Everything I've ever had to put into my business came from my own hustle. And I'd be like, dang, I'm not Donald Trump's daughter. I'm not Bill Gates. I'm not even Oprah's daughter. Like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you know the hustle the struggle brings experience and it brings the dollars you know I, I, I'll be I'll tell anybody I am glad that I had to struggle 
because I appreciate what I have more. I think if somebody had to give me everything that I have, I wouldn't appreciate it as much. So that way I can say, hands down, this business is mine. Nobody gave me a dime towards it. <laughs> I carried <laughs> all of my resources into it as far as researching and getting people involved in it. But no, mm -mm, I'm not rich. Never was. I mean, I'm, I'm rich in spirit. And I'm, I'm proud to be a millionaire. <laughs> but it's no, no, it's not all that's cracked up to be. I like the creative side versus the business side of it, of it because when you're being creative, I'm having fun. When I'm doing business part of it, it's like, oh, bills and <laughs> making decisions about staff and, you know, my business plan. That's not fun. <laughs> but it's necessary. It's necessary to keep your business going. So taxes and accounting on it and that. Boring. <laughs> you got to do it. And otherwise, you won't survive as a business. And now you don't want Uncle Sam not going to get there time. But okay. You're being audited. Nah. Exactly. Get that knock at the door. You know why I'm here, right? Right. Now I'm the I, the R, and the S. And I tell people, let me tell you, two people I don't mess with. I don't mess with the government, meaning police and lawyers and, and, and judges. <laughs> and I don't mess with the IRS. I'm sorry. I don't. Mm -mm. I love it, but I don't want to mess with y'all. Y'all good where y'all at? Nope. Stay away from me. Uh-uh. <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, it's not easy. But, you know, it, it, you have to weigh the good with the bad. What is that you're looking for? If it, I'll put it to you this way. If everything was easy, everybody would be doing it. But they're not. So any good thing you ask any successful person, was it easy? Even if they did come in with money. It still wasn't easy. You have to build and build and build to get the end result and the product that you're looking for. So at the end of the day, whether you come in with money or not, it's not an easy journey. I mean, I don't know anybody talking about, oh, I had all my contacts, I had all my money, and my building, and everything. But if you did, God bless you. But that's not the generally, that's not the consistent with most successful people. It had some type of struggle along the way. But I believe they all would agree that that struggle helped build them into a better person a better company a better product that they produce so you can't go wrong it definitely helps you appreciate life everything in general more i mean yeah it's like i said i stopped my business like full time nine years ago but and i, and I never thought i would ever get the opportunity to go back into it because we're talking about almost a decade i was like oh my god you're showing me a slow answer prayers I'm like, could you come on? You know, I'm getting older, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> this is the conversation. I mean, this is how I really talk to God. I'm like, do you not know how old I am now? Come on. Do you not know how old I am? <laughs> Can we move this along? I don't know how many more years I got on this planet, but I would like to be able to get some of this stuff knocked off my, my vision board, <laughs> you know, sometime like soon. And God looking at me like, no, she is not giving me a timeline. Like, who is she? You know, but that's my child and I love her. <laughs> He's looking at you like, oh, this child is special. Yeah, yeah, I'm a special child. The one you always like, yeah, that's my baby, but I, you know, I love her. <laughs> I love her. I love her. We we might disagree to agree sometimes, but I love her. Yeah, I, and I have, you know, I have days I fuss with God. And you know what? I was taught growing up that you're not supposed to question God. You definitely don't fuss at God. But let me just say this from me. I don't know about anybody else. When I fuss, I'm not fussing at God per se. I'm just fussing at my situation and I'm voicing it 
to him. So he can see how frustrated I am or aggravated or whatever word you would like to use at that time. But it's not like, God, you know, you did not know. It's never that. It's more like, I'm going to be frustrated. And I don't understand why this is the way it is. I need you to explain this to me. And so some people are like, well, that's kind of questioning God. I'm not questioning him. I just need some clarity. I don't see how I reworked that, that phrase. <laughs> I, rephrase, I need clarity. It's not questioning. I need clarification. So however you want to clarify that, please and thank you. <laughs> and that's just how I, that's how I rock with God. That's how we roll. We, it's a good relationship between he and I. I don't know about anybody else's relationship, but that's how we operate together. And it's 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 funny. There are days when I'm sad and I'm crying and I'm bawling my eyeballs out. And he probably looking at them like, oh child, she only knew what was five seconds down the road from her. She wouldn't be sitting there crying. <laughs> <laughs> she only knew she couldn't avoid it. Right. He, he, he be looking at me like at the Academy Award it goes to best actress in a drama is your time. <laughs> <laughs> Because you are really bored in the day, you know. But yeah. I'm real with him. I can only be real with him because he knows me better than I know myself. And who better to be real with but him, you know. If I can't be real with nobody else, God knows me. I, I let it out. I, let it out. I don't like this. I ain't even good in this. I don't appreciate that. And da 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 And he be looking like, mm, mm-hmm, mm, mm-hmm. Yep. What else? Because I know you got more. <laughs> Come on, I got the pen and pad out. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he is my, he, when they say he's a counselor, he is truly a counselor because I be having a maze. But, you know, I, again, that is my outlet. That is, he's my everything. And I know I can trust everything with him and it'll be safe. And I don't have to worry about him running and telling nobody. <laughs> and I know the advice that he gives me, and I even know advice, the knowledge that he gives me is better than what I could have ever thought to myself. So yeah, it's it's a journey though. But nonetheless, it's a great journey. Amen to that. <laughs> so your next topic is what makes your products and services better than the competition? Let's not use the word better, because you know that's comparing. I feel like this everybody has their own niche. I have my own niche. And my niche is Number one, it's very personal. Everything I do is customized for that, 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 that client, whether it's even event planning or mentoring or motivational speaking. I cater it exactly for them. And that it's like, hey, my mom, it's like, like a, you know, like a mom holding their child's hand type of experience, you know, or a father, you know, with their son or their daughter. I make it so customizable that you don't feel like there's not anything in it that was not a part of you or did not fit you because I consult you on everything about your plan. And so as an event planner, we all do the same thing. We plan something, okay? We come up with a timeline, we come up with seating, we come up with guest lists and charts and all this other stuff. Everybody does that. But how do we make ourselves unique is our own niche. And for me, that's my niche is personal customizable experiences. And of course, I can design pretty much anything, so that makes me more fabulous, but <laughs> and I'm creative. Yeah, I'm creative. Yeah, I can, I can think outside the box. I think that's another thing that I love to do when you ask me to design something for you. It literally, it's like a, a, a kid on Christmas Day. It's like, I got the green light to create something for them. Yay! <laughs> and so, whether it's a centerpiece or it's um, 
an altar arrangement. I mean, something simple as imitation. Everything that I do for my clients is so personal. It's so unique in that I pour my everything into it. And I don't stop until I get it to exactly where it's supposed to be for them. And that way, when they look back over their journey, they're like, she really encompassed everything that I asked for and more. And, you know, and it made the journey a lot easier. But I also want to make sure that whatever service I provide, whether it's either of the three, motivational speaking, mentoring, or event planning, I want to make sure that the goals that we set out to achieve are actually achieved. And I would like to actually exceed those expectations. Because when you are able to exceed someone's expectation, it makes them come back to you. It makes them talk about you to all their family and friends. And that's an experience in itself. For someone, I mean, to be honest with you, yes, them paying me is, is a good, that's the, hey, that's the highest honor. But no, the highest honor in any experience of the client is their praise, their, their compliment to you and to the world. Hey, this lady over here did this for me. Go see her because she's the best. And again, there are 50 million planners in the world and we all do the same things, but it's our niches that make us unique. And that is my unique, that's my niche. Personal experience customized as best I can. And yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, cause best to just be your genuine self. That's people respect you. You know what I do? And people look at me like I'm crazy. I've been doing this for years. When I meet a client for the first time, we do a consultation, it's about 30 minutes. And this is what I tell them at the end of that consultation, every single one, I tell them, now that I've given you what I am able to do for you, I want you to do me one favor. And they're looking at me like, well, what? I said, I'm asking you to go and visit other planners. I want you to make appointments with them. I want you to sit with them, hear everything they have to tell you. And they're looking at me like, why are you sending me to the competition? Because, <laughs> no, there's, there's a reason for that. Because right. I tell people, I don't care how much money you have as a client. If you and I cannot mesh together with our personalities and our goals, it's not going to work. And I would rather you go to another planner where you actually mesh with and then to be with me and be miserable with me. Because at right. the end of the day, we're not going to get a good product. You're going to be mad at me. I'm going to be mad at you. And it's not going to work out. And I would rather you go to somebody that actually makes you feel comfortable and you have more confidence in than to come to me and we have a negative response or a negative interaction. So when I tell them that, they're like, so you literally want me to get up from here and make, yes, I do. Absolutely. And when you've made your decision, if you choose me, wonderful. If you choose somebody else, even better, because that's what you needed for yourself. But I don't want you to ever feel like you're obligated to come back to me if you don't want to. And when I tell them this, so I'll tell you this, I got like a 97% <laughs> success rate. They come back. <laughs> they come back every time. They call me. I'm glad you sent me to so-and-so, so-and-so, because you know what? My personality didn't mesh with theirs, and they tried to do this, they tried to do that. But I do that because I want them to be completely confident that I am the one. It's like getting engaged. You don't just ask anybody to marry you. You want no. to make sure they are the one. Because you're going to be spending the rest of your life with them. It's the same thing with a, a planner. You're going to be spending a good portion of, of a year or maybe more with me. And if our personalities don't mesh, if our work ethics don't mesh, our goals don't mesh, that's a mess. And waiting to happen. 
And I would rather curtail that because I don't want to tarnish my brand, my name, my reputation for a dollar. So if it means me not getting your business and you go somewhere else and get and patronize somebody else, this is the way I feel. Whatever's meant for me is meant for me. And can't nobody right. take that away from me. So if it wasn't meant for you to come to me, that I don't wish you any will. Good luck. God bless you. God always provides for me and he'll continue to provide for me. But God wants a successful businesswoman that's happy <laughs> at what she's doing. And if you're not going to be, you know, if we're going to be at odds, mm -mm, I'll pass. <laughs> I'll pass on that one. Definitely. So. You, you don't want to be stressed out every day, mm -hmm. having um, button heads all the time. That's definitely not a good environment. Not one to answer the phone when you see their number come on the call ID. Shoot. And, you know, I've, I've had that when I was... When I first became um, an events planner, I had a couple of clients and they literally, I was pulling my hair out. And I just said, you know what, going forward, I really have to make, I have to come up with something, a system to develop to curtail these type of clients. And that was it. One day I woke up and I said, you know what, send them to somebody else. Tell them to go get other quotes and visit other planners. And if it's meant for them to come back, it's like a butterfly. If you let it go, a boomerang, it'll come back to you. If it's meant right. for you. And, and that's just, it's like, I call it the boomerang effect. I'm going to send you out. And if it's meant for you to come back, you'll come back. And if not, then it wasn't meant for me to have you. That's it. That's so a good that's approach to have, definitely. I mean, because, yeah, cause, you know, I know we're all, no, don't let me get you wrong. Yes, I want to make money. Hello. Who don't? But <laughs> at the end of the day, if you're going to be stressing out with this person all day, every day, is the money really worth it? Is it worth the headache and the heartache? Is it worth you tarnishing your brand or, you know, misrepresenting yourself or, you know, anything that's going to falsely, you know, not falsely, but anything that's going to put you in a light that's not positive? Is it worth it? And my answer will always be no, 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 not at all. I've turned down clients. They come to me and they've got the diva attitude and they're, you know, just like, who a handful. And I've only met with you for 30 minutes. So imagine how you're going to be if I'm dealing with you for a year. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. It's not working. Oh, you know what? I think your date is taken. So, oh, girl, you know what? Your date is taken. So, you know, um, not this time, but maybe next time. <laughs> right. You on way, but you do it in a nice way. But if I see that, that diva complex or, you know, just being combative and, just the spirit is not right. I'm like, mm -mm. no, it's not going to work. Mm, let me just push it away from the table for today. We'll be okay. <laughs> Sorry, God. Thank you for saving me from this stress. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so those are just a couple of tools from Jatan. This is, you know, these are different little business tips that you can use. And I, I tell people, if I can save you the headache, as I've been an entrepreneur for, for a long time, I'm, I love to share knowledge. I, I just do. I don't make people feel like they got to pay me for that knowledge because nobody paid, you know, I didn't pay nobody else for it. I got it wherever I could get it and I'm going to use it. But I, I love to give, you know, business advice to anybody. Learn, I tell them, learn from my mistakes. <laughs> and I always use myself as an example of what to or what not to do so that they can be successful in their business ventures. Right. Live and learn, as I like to say. Yeah, live and learn. <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes, but it's, it's necessary for the process. It's definitely right. necessary for the process. 
So your last question is, why is disappointment necessary? Oh, okay. So disappointment is necessary because, you know, honestly, because if everything went well for you, you would never be challenged. And I know this is probably not the answer to probably anybody was wanted to get it, you know, wanted to get. But for me, I feel like every time I've disappointed, I've been disappointed, and it's been a lot, like a lot, a lot. It has put me in the mind frame of, you know, what your rejection, your disappointment is going to make me work harder. It's going to propel me to just go harder at what I'm doing, and. That is all I'm going to give up. And you do have those moments. But for me, I mean, I've done videos on Facebook. I don't like the word no. I do not like the word no. It is negative. It's negative because you're telling me something I can't do or I cannot have it. And if you don't have a legitimate reason why I can't do it or I can't have it, now you irritated me. <laughs> and now I'm more determined than ever to do exactly what you said I couldn't do and not only do it, but do it better. And most people are like, well, why do you care what people think? I don't care what anybody thinks. I'll tell anybody that. I don't. But what I care about is not being able to do something that, especially if my all my end goal is always to help somebody else. So generally when I'm disappointed, it's disappointment based on something that I'm trying to do for somebody else to better somebody else and when, or myself. And when you say no, it's like, what? Who are you talking to? <laughs> That's the wrong person. You talking to the wrong, you know, you talking to the wrong somebody. So I have a, I get this from J Lo. J Lo has a quote from her documentary halftime, and she says she's she's doing an acceptance speech for an award, and she and I love this. I just love this this saying. She says, "No is not an answer; it's an opportunity." And so I've taken that and just you know I take it as rejection, disappointment. It's an opportunity to turn into something positive. And I'm going to turn into something positive. You're not going to stop me. You're not going to stop me. And I generally always do turn it into something positive because I'm just, I don't want to give. I don't believe in defeat or giving up. There are moments when I do want to give up and I do feel defeated, but I don't stay there. I, I figure out why do I feel the way I feel. And then I kick it to the side. I said, all right, put your boots on. It's time to go because you got some things to do. <laughs> and, um, but it's necessary. Disappointment is absolutely necessary because it will, you won't know what your full potential or your capabilities are because it's a challenge. Disappointment is a challenge. That's what it is. It's a challenge. It's challenging you to be better than what you were before. It's challenging you to do something you've never done. And you have to see it that way. Grab it by the horns and go for it. Go at it. But never give up. Never, ever, ever give up. Yes. Yeah, because life is not easy. Every day is not going to be perfect. It's always a challenge. A fork in the road somewhere. Wait, man, is that one? <laughs> I choose to think sometimes when I get up in the morning, I'm like, okay, it started off quiet, so the rest of the day will end up quiet. Not necessarily so, but you know, you take the good with the bad, and just right. know that whatever you're going through, it's meant for a reason. If you can remember that one thing, I'm going through this for a reason. And even if you don't know what it is at that time, just say, I'm going through this for a reason. And eventually the reason, the answer to that reason will come. But in the meantime, don't freak out. Breathe, pray, and praise. If you remember those three things, 
I promise you. Because I'm telling you, I used to be a chronic warrior. I used to worry about everything from the bulb being on the light bulb to the carpet being one side, another side, the other. Every little thing bothered me. And if you continue to let things bother you, the littlest or anything bother you, you're giving it control and energy that it doesn't rightfully deserve. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be in love with what you do as far as business and your family and your, you know, your personal educational pursuits. You deserve happiness. Everybody deserves it. There's not one person I believe alive that doesn't deserve it. We do. But it's how you go about getting it and maintaining it is what makes a difference. It was, makes a, a big difference. So, yeah. It all goes back to your mindset. Mindset is, ooh, the mind is the most powerful thing. God, our heart controls everything. Yes, it controls everything in your body. But your mind controls how it reacts to what's going on in your body. So my heart is beating. But, you know, you can convince your mind that you're having a panic attack when you're really not. But if you believe that, you will start having, your heart will start racing. Your mind is very powerful. It's more powerful than you think it is. If you say you have, you know, I think I have a stomach ache. Well, you're going to eventually have a stomach ache because you're believing that you have a stomach ache. You just have, you really have to be mindful of what you put in your body, what you put in your mind. I tell people all the time, I'm very cautious about what I put in my mind, what I feed my mind. I don't watch a lot of news. I'll tell you that I don't watch the news at all because when I turn it on, it's sad, it's depressing. I don't right. want to be sad depressing when I first wake up in the morning. I mean, eventually throughout my day, I'll you know look on you know MSNBC, but I don't do it first thing in the morning because I found out for myself when I do that, it says my tone for the day, I'm pissed off. <laughs> I ain't even I haven't even taken my shower yet. I'm already aggravated and irritated. And it's like, no, no, no. You have to reprogram your mind. You have to figure out what elements that you want to introduce into your mind. And so for me, it always starts with God. God is always positive. God is always love. That's my peace. That's my center. So I start off with all of those elements in the morning. And that starts me off being positive and happy throughout my day. That doesn't mean I'm not going to encounter negative things. But I know how to deal with them when they come. And I have my, my force behind me, which is my Lord and personal Savior. But, yeah, it's true. Lord, the mind is very, very powerful. And I don't think a lot of people understand how powerful it is. But it is. It's very powerful. It is. Absolutely. God gave you one to use it for positive reasons. Yes, it's very powerful. So if you can, I to tell people, if you can say negative things about yourself, Imagine how your life would be if you said positive things to yourself. Just imagine if you closed your eyes and said, I love myself. I love me. I'm enough. I am perfect the way I am because God created me. That no matter what happens today, I did my best. And that's all that's required of me. And regardless of how the outcome of the day goes, I am still happy. I'm still positive. I'm still here. If you said those things to yourself every day versus, oh my goodness, I woke up today. Oh, I got a headache. Oh, I go to this job. Oh, these kids. Which would you prefer to hear? I'd prefer to hear the first speech. Exactly. <laughs> so again, it's all about mindset. If you get up in the morning saying it's going to be a bad day, yeah, I can guarantee you it's going to be a bad day. If you, right. say, you know what? My day is going to be great. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. You are what you think. It's kind of like this, the phrase, you are what you eat. If you are what you think. 
You think you're a bad person, you're a bad person. You think you're a great person, you're a great person. So if people could just reprogram their minds, and that's where I come in with a motivational speaking and a mentoring, you can be your best version ever. Do you hear me? Best version ever. I don't do New Year's resolutions. I never, I stopped doing them many years ago because every year I would do it. By January 2nd, I didn't fail. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I say every year before on December 31st, I say my prayer to God. And in that prayer, I say, God, please let me be a better version of myself. That's it. That's it. Now I don't have nothing to stress out about on January 1 or in the middle when I get to June. Because I'm striving to be better than I was before. But I don't have these expectations that I'm not going to be better. I know I'm going to be better. Because I've said in my mind that I'm going to do, even if it's one thing that I did differently than I did last year, that's a better version of myself. You can't lose. No, you sure can't. Mm -mm. Not at all. So at this point in my pod, I always turn it over to my guests and you can ask me any question that you want. Oh, goody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how did you get started in your career and what do you love the most about your career? Oh, do you mean like my job career or like my podcast career? Your podcast career. Okay, so I get asked this a lot. So it all started off as just a hobby at first. Um, I did a couple episodes at the beginning of this journey with some of my friends to see how I would feel, how the conversation flow would go, and it felt pretty good. So over time, the more different um, podcasts I started listening to, whether it had to do with business, finance, sports, uh, suspense, whatever may be the case, um, I started falling in love with the whole process of getting to know different people from walks of life, um, hearing people's life stories, what their career goals, hopes and dreams were, what um, trials and tribulations they went through the whole nine. So those are like the main things that got me into it and keeps me going to this day. That's amazing. I love to hear that. You know, I'm over here in tears. <laughs> <laughs> I got <laughs> tissues, it's coming <laughs> It's because The one thing we all As humans share We have in common Is each other And our experiences is what helps build the next person So if your experiences Even though they may have been bad If I can take something from your experience To better myself Then your experience was not as bad as you thought it was Because I learned from you and it prevented me from doing what you went through or, you know, going through what you went through. But that's what we have in common. We have each other in our experiences. And that's a beautiful thing. So thank you for sharing. I really appreciate that. Oh, no problem at all. Um, before we end this, is there any last message you would like to leave with the listeners? Do you have anything coming up going on in the near future? And would you like to share your social media handles as well? Oh, oh, I don't even know all those by heart. <laughs> so, Just one, one or two, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if I share anything with everyone, I would just say this. Love yourself. Accept yourself for the way you are at this present moment. We all have desires at one point in time to be someone else or to have someone else's life. But trust me, your life is the way it is reason and it may not always be good but learn from your experiences learn to appreciate yourself learn to love yourself the way you are at that moment and if you desire to be different 
be a, just be a better version of yourself. Don't want to be somebody else. Be yourself. I'm pretty sure you're amazing. You're awesome the way you are. Now, my social hand, social media handles, that's a different story. <laughs> so it's it's all my name. You know, I, I feel vain for saying it, but <laughs> but if you want to find me, you can find me on the World Wide Web at www.jaton. And I'll spell it because I know it's a very uncommon name, but it's J-A-T-A-U-N hyphen or dash, take your pick, Noel with two L's and an E on the end. And dot com. Um, as far as Facebook, I'm Shatai Noel. Uh, Twitter, same thing, Shatai Noel. <laughs> same thing with Instagram. There's just hashes in there somewhere, but you'll find me. <laughs> and I'm also on LinkedIn as well. I'm under Shatai Noel. So there you have it. <laughs> She's like, I made plain simple. <laughs> I know, plain and simple. Everything is all about me. Oh, it sounds so big. <laughs> <laughs> no, because some people put like elaborate names and stuff like that. It's like, no, it's just my name. That's it. In my earlier journey, I had my so my company name before when I was back in Detroit, it was all for you events, and it was all with the number four, and then YOU events, and it, yeah. You talking about me, Dez. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I tried. I tried something different. Let's try something different. We're going to use your name. <laughs> <laughs> this will work right here. <laughs> this will work right here. But I did that strategically. I actually did it not on purpose. I tried to avoid using my name because I'm like, no one note. Then they, I play my mom. I'm like, what is it with you in his name? And you might want to let me present with Jatan. They can't even pronounce it. But when I tried to find other company names that I thought would be better than the first name, I couldn't find anything. It was just too difficult. And I just said, you know what? Forget it. Just use your name. But as I got into it, it's like, okay, for branding purposes, that's going to work to your advantage. <laughs> so run with it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You got to figure something out that's going to work. Yeah, it's going to work. I'm like, well, you know that planner lady. <laughs> <laughs> That motivational speaker lady, you know, the one with the J and the N in it. You'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come to something. <laughs> yeah, we'll <get> it right. <laughs> so, it'll work out. I won't be president one day. I don't know. I, I would not like to be president. That's just a that's a job I don't want. But, you know, if I say go, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> just know the name is going to be a little difficult to pronounce. <laughs> They be like, we try, we try. We'll just call her Tawn, okay? Miss Noel. There we go. Call me. My siblings call me Tawn. And so when I hear that, no one else calls me that but them. So I know it's them. So you right. told my name. Now everybody, national, all over the world gonna know my nickname. They're <laughs> 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 like, Tawn. I'm like, what? Who? Hi, how you doing? <laughs> I heard you on that experience. That's where I heard it from. <laughs> but you know what? My colleagues, honestly, my colleagues call me JT. Yes. Everywhere I go, it's JT. I make it even patients, JT, clients, JT. Whatever is simple for you is easy for you. Just, you know, if you don't want to butcher my name because they're very, well, baby, I don't want to butcher your name. Well, then don't. Just call me JT. <laughs> and call me today. Um, simple enough. <laughs> it's simple enough. And I'm the original. You know, Justin Timberlake, I know he had that, but I'm older than him. Don't, don't tell nobody that publicly. I just did, but <laughs> I'm the original JT. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Of course, of course. So, Jatan, I just want to say thank you so much for accepting my invitation to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was an honor. You are a wonderful host. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself. <laughs> thank you so much. No problem. I want you to have a good rest of your evening ahead. Um, enjoy your weekend as well, too. And don't work too hard. And I hope the conversations between you and God continue to go well. Thank you so much. And to you as well. Have a blessed week ahead. Thank you so much. Have You're welcome. Day. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.